Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. She grew up with the children of the stars. another episode of the LA Kings podcast on the Believe Network, the only place with a show for every team in LA. Shannon Bentley here with Kevin McClellan. Well, Kevin, the Kings sure got off to a great start since we last spoke, starting with a 4-2 win over the second place Sharks. Yeah, they always have good games with San Jose and, uh, you know, that was uh, a big, big game to get back in the win column, obviously. And, uh, Playing against a heck of a hockey club there, they got the job done. So, great start, like you said. Absolutely. And it's it's kind of a big deal, but Ron Burgundy was in the booth for that game. Did you catch any of that? No, I didn't, but uh, I, I knew he was going to be there. And uh, I could just imagine what it was like for sure, because uh, uh, that's a pretty big name there. And obviously in the commentating business, or this, when he was doing the news business on the show, he knew there was going to be a lot of fun in the booth that night, for sure. He he actually knew quite a bit about the game. I was impressed. He did a, a pretty good job. He stayed, stuck around for the entire second period, which was pretty impressive. Yeah, there's a lot of people down there in uh, L.A. that, uh, you know, all the celebrities that really enjoy going to the sports events down there. And I know there's some big hockey fans down there. Um, you know, when he got an opportunity to stay and watch that Kings game, prob- and just because it was so exciting uh, against the San Jose Sharks, you knew he'd stick around for sure. Definitely, it's the place to be if you, uh, you know, want to be in the in crowd. It's the, the club to be in, apparently. Um, so said uh, Tom Hanks' son, Colin Hanks, who was in the booth for the Ducks game. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Tom Hanks, we had an exhibition game in Dallas when I was with Detroit, and he came down to our dressing room after, so you know he's a big uh, fan. Probably pass that on to his son too. Like I said, there's a lot mm-hmm. of fans of hockey down in uh, in California. Yeah, and he had uh, he was a pretty classy guy, very entertaining for all the fans out there too. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, they probably would love uh, listening to him, enjoying it, and uh, it was a good night. And the result was good at the end of the day. So, you know, it was great, uh, great to be an LA Kings fan that day. Yeah, they ran the 11 forward 7D lineup again, which was interesting. Um, it worked for them, obviously. They were out shooting San Jose 35-25 in that game, which was fantastic. Roy got his first NHL goal. Yeah, that's always nice to get that one out of the way. And uh, again, it's going to be great for these young kids uh, in these last few games to get in there, get their feet wet and, uh, you know, have moments like that. And uh you know, right now they got a winning attitude. I know last night's result wasn't very good, but uh, uh, they won some games. So it's probably uh, a lot better atmosphere in that dressing room right now. Yeah, and there were some moments from Kopitar and Grundstrom working together, which you had talked about. You want to see them play together. And they had some some great passes that connected. Yeah, and that, that's what I mean. You want to see if there's any chemistry there. And, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of line juggling here uh, down the stretch and some different guys in and out of the lineup. But, uh, you know, Grenstrom, he got another one last night. So, again, I think they've made a good trade there. I think this kid's going to just uh, get more confidence and more confidence every game that he plays. And hopefully he can uh, be one of those guys that's almost a goal game guy. Yeah, and they took that momentum right into their next game against the Ducks. 
with a 4-3 win um, that took that one all the way to uh, overtime and a shootout, actually. So that was a pretty exciting game. Yeah, anytime you go into overtime and uh, and you go to shootout, uh, that's extra excitement for the fans, obviously. And, uh, you know, a little extra pressure on both teams. But, again, L.A. found a way to get it done. And uh, another great win. And back-to-back wins uh, is only going to uh, enhance their uh, uh, demeanor in the dressing room and their, and their confidence for sure. Yeah, Grunstrom scored in that game against the Ducks as well. Um, one other note is that Clifford, who got his ninth goal, which is a career high, I believe, for him, got his first power play point. So he's getting some different opportunities now at the end of the season. Yeah, and that's the way it should be. And, uh, you know, I think Desardens is doing a good job there, you know, and certain guys in the lineup and, uh, you know, putting guys on different lines and, and seeing if there's any chemistry. So he's... Uh, He's a coach that uh, hasn't had a great year, obviously the team, but uh, he's still trying to uh, uh, figure things out, and that's what you want. You want your coach and your organization figuring things out late here in the season and getting ready that uh, next training camp is going to be huge for the LA Kings. Yeah, they and they definitely stepped up their physical game as well. Kempe and Ledoux agitating a little bit. Yeah, and that's what you want. You always want – that's what I mean. The, the team is full of – uh, all kinds of different characters and different role players. And you have your scores, you have your agitators, you have your hitters. And if everyone just goes out and does their job, usually the result at the end of the night's good. Now, Kopi had a beautiful goal uh, for the shootout at the end of the game to, to win it for them. He's just such a class act. He is. And like, you know, I know I've been repetitive, but I really like that guy's game and uh, I like the way he plays. And, you know, every night he's uh, he's out there working hard and he's uh, he's a type of example you want in your lineup and uh, uh, for these young kids. So Kopitar, in my books, is uh, a great hockey player. And like you said, just a class guy and uh, been a tough year, but uh, he's still uh, trying to take that torch and lead the way. Now, on the flip side of that, <laughs> Doughty who was ranked number two in chirping in the league, um, had a few things to say before the Calgary game, which I thought was very interesting. It was an interesting strategy to kind of light a fire, so to speak, under the uh, the Kings when they played the Calgary Flames. Here, I'll give you an actual quote from Doughty. He said, and this is when he was speaking about Kachuk, no respect for him, none. I respect everyone else. I'll never talk to him off the ice. He's not respected by most of the people in the league. It's not just me. That's just a fact. Yeah, there's uh, there's probably better ways of doing that. But again, that's uh, <laughs> that's uh, uh, that's Dowdy, and uh, you know, like he can back it up because he plays hard. So you know, you don't have a problem when guys uh, say that kind of stuff. But. Uh, obviously, Kachucks, I played with the, the father in Winnipeg, and they're a competitive right. group. They're a competitive group for sure, and, uh, you know, they're not in the game to make friends. They're in the, uh, in the game to, you know, help their organization that they're playing with and, uh, at the end of the day, try and win a Stanley Cup. So there's a lot of uh, words that are always said. There was back in the 80s when I played, and it'll never change, and emotions run high, but uh, those are two competitive guys right there, and you don't expect them to get along, and... Uh, Again, you don't want to, you don't want to be friends with the enemy, and uh, you know obviously uh, he had his team pumped up, Dowdy, and uh, in the three nothing win, and uh, uh, chalk it up to him. Uh, Absolutely. Balls, balls in his court now. 
Yeah, for sure. And a lot of a lot of people are saying that that it's good for the game. That kind of rivalry is great. But he did have something nice to say. I'll quote him again. Giordano has like 75 points or something and he plays good defense. Brent Burns gets beat three times a game, literally, and everybody has him up for the Norris. I just don't get it. End of quote. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. He's uh, doing a lot of talking right now, but, uh, uh, you know, he's getting asked these questions, and I tell you what, he's not hiding behind anything. He's saying what, exactly what he wants and uh, uh, and what he believes, and, and you have to respect someone like that. Uh, he's not mincing his words. He's saying what he wants to say, and... Uh, uh, that's pretty much all I'm going to comment on that situation. <laughs> that's true. They did come out on fire, very feisty, lots of fights to Foley and Fanuf, and everyone seemed to gather together and support each other, and they really backed up the goalie, you know, if he was snowed or shoved a little bit, you know, if he was getting some static in front of the net. A lot of the guys, a lot of the D were backing him up, so it, was, it kind of it was nice to see them all rally together. Yeah, it is. And again, when you're talking about uh, the fisticuffs in the game and everything, that shows that, uh, you know what, they're still playing hard, this hockey club. And, uh, you know, it hasn't been a great year, but, you know, hey, don't uh, uh, get too excited. We're not leaving the league. We'll be back next year and uh, we'll be twice as good. And that's the attitude that they're carrying right now. And uh, they're sticking together, you know, they're standing beside each other and that's what you want. And those are the guys you want. And that's what I'm saying. They're just trying to sort things out in LA right now. And uh, I can yeah. guarantee you, it'll be a totally different season next year with the guys like Rob Blake and uh, Robitaille running that show. I agree. They did get outshot by Calgary 42, 20, so that just goes to show how great of a game Campbell had. He was in net. Yeah, he had a great game and uh, great, mm. to see, great to see him get the shutout. And, uh, you know, I know. It was his second, second shutout of his, his career, right? Yeah, that's awesome. But, you know, 42 shots in Calgary, that's yeah. a tough, tough place to go. And uh, I know a 42 to 20 in shots, but at the end of the night, it doesn't matter. You look up the scoreboard and it was a 3 nothing win. The guys stuck together. And, and you're going to get wins like that during the season. But you're not going to get them if you don't bring the work ethic and the intensity. And they sure did that, Nate. Yeah, for sure. Now, I have a theory here, Kevin. Let me know if you agree. I'm thinking the 11 forward 7D lineup is really working for them. It might be the key to winning because <laughs> they reverted back to their 12 forward 6D lineup for against the Oilers, and look what happened. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They're just trying everything right now and uh, seeing what works. But, you know, it does give you forward sometimes. So, uh, you know, and I know Desjardins, his thought process was he likes how deep he is at center so he can run those three uh, centermen mm. through the uh, four sets of wingers. So, again yeah. – uh, it gets them into the game more. Kopitar's going to get more ice time. I noticed Carter's uh, uh, sort of went down to the third line, which is probably a good thing. It just takes a little pressure off him, and they scored yep. a couple goals lately. So, again, yep. Carter's another guy that, uh, you know, it looks like on paper that he got put down to the third line, but he doesn't pout and doesn't quit. He just goes out there and works hard, and then he gets rewarded, and then the team's winning. So, again, when you say uh, the lineup with the 12, uh, 12 forwards, uh, 6-D, Last night didn't work out, but they might go back to it again the next night, and it might work. But uh, you sort of like that 11 and uh, 7 now, so maybe you should call Willie this afternoon and tell him that <laughs> we want, next game we want to see 11 forwards and 7D. <laughs> That's a good idea. I think he might listen to you more than he will me. But <laughs> yeah. They lost that game 8-4, but 
There was a fantastic goal by Grundstrom. Wicked bar down ski in the second period. Yeah, he's a, he's a guy that's come in there and he's got into the lineup. He went down to Ontario, obviously, after the trade, but he's got his opportunity now and he's making the most of it. And that's what they need. They need some goals because, you know, Brown, again, had a good night last night. Kopitar's been, you know, chipping in all the time. You need some of these other guys now to step up and fill that void. And, uh, you know, Kovalchuk's out of the lineup. Uh, it's all good opportunities for these young guys to bring some energy and keep scoring goals. Yeah, so now what is up with that? Kovalchuk's been a scratch uh, since we last spoke. He didn't even travel with the team on the road trip. Yeah, that's a little bit of a difficult situation, especially when you have such a bad year. That that stuff doesn't need to uh, be brought out in the public, and uh, I think that kind of stuff should stay internal. And he, he uh, had a few words to say in the paper and stuff like that. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know... I mean, you earn your ice time in hockey. And uh, if you're not producing and, you know, the coach feels that maybe you got to go up and take a look from upstairs once in a while, I mean, you should accept that. And the only thing you should do is come back to practice the next morning and be the hardest working guy in the ice to show your coach that, you know what, you want back in the lineup, you're going to start contributing. And uh, when you don't see that from a coach, then you keep probably sitting in the stand. So very difficult situation, still knowing that the guy's got two years left on his contract. And uh, yeah. Uh, but I don't believe that you uh, show up a coach in the paper or an organization. You're talking about the whole organization. And uh, right now, they don't need anything like that surround them. It's been a tough year. They're working through it. They're having pretty good results here at the end of the season. And that's what you want. You don't want uh, uh, that sour taste, stuff like that, uh, lingering around your organization. Exactly. And how is there any way to kind of break that contract with Kovalchuk, or are they stuck with him for two years? Yeah, they're stuck with him unless they buy him out. They could buy him out, but you know, maybe they'll find a maybe they'll find a team that uh, you know wants him in the summertime. And I imagine that's probably the first option they're doing. But I don't know what they're thinking, and I don't pretend to want to know what they're thinking. But <laughs> you would think probably they would try and unload him, and uh, uh, maybe there's a team out there that wants him. But you know, with the number, the big number that he's carrying on the salary. You know, he's got to be a lot more productive than he was in L.A. this year, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And the one positive thing about it is that they are able to run the 11-4-7-D lineup, giving more of the young rookie D a chance to show their stuff. Yeah, anytime, and anytime you can get a shift in the NHL as a young player, it's just going to make you better down the road. So. You know, maybe some of the defense aren't playing as much as the other uh, uh, on a nightly basis, but that always happens. It, uh, these young kids will be excited. You know they're going to give it 110% every time they jump on the ice. So, again, anytime they can get into a game and get that extra ice time, it's going to just benefit the, uh, the player and the organization down the road. Yeah, in the last four games – They've had a few constants back in defense. Doughty Forbert, obviously. Martinez has been there for every game, as has Roy and Walker for all four. Something of note, McDermott, he played the first three games. So he played against the Sharks, the Ducks, and the Flames. And those were their three wins. Hmm. Coincidence? (laughs) I think they just caught Edmonton on a bad night last night. Uh, looks like McDavid and Drensel, you know, just had a mission last night. And uh, 
Uh, like I said, coming off that big win against Calgary, three nothing. Sometimes there's a little bit of a letdown. There shouldn't be, but that's always the case, and uh, maybe that's what happened last night. But again, that one's in the books, and now they get to look forward to going to their next game. It's also tough when you play back-to-back games, like literally back-to-back, one night and then the next. It's got to take a little bit of a toll, especially when they were so feisty and came out with so much energy against Calgary. Yeah, and again, you know, they probably spent a lot of their energy there. And like I said, let their uh, hair down a little bit after the game and uh, uh, probably didn't get quite as pumped up for the Edmonton game as they did the Calgary game. But again, you're going to have those nights in the NHL. And uh, last night wasn't a good night, but anytime Edmonton's on the top of the game, they got a pretty skilled lineup and trying to contain McDavid on a nightly basis is very difficult to do. Now they played... Ledoux uh, for the first two games, so against the Sharks and against the Ducks, uh, but then they swapped out Fanuf for Ledoux, uh, and he has played the most recent two games. Why would they throw Fanuf into the lineup when he's such a veteran? Why wouldn't they test out one of the other rookies? Well, I don't know. Just uh, they thought probably it was time to uh, insert Fanuf in there and uh, uh, see how he reacts, his character-wise, and. Uh, get him back in the lineup and uh, you know, he went out and played hard in Calgary. So again, they're just, uh, you yeah. know, bringing mm-hmm. it, they're bringing, they're bringing in fresh guys. Maybe they thought Fanuf needed a couple nights off because he's an older guy. There's all kinds of reasons why they could do it. But again, I just think right now they're just trying to tinker with the roster and they're putting guys in, putting guys out, you know, maybe, uh, uh, like I said, I'm repeat myself. Fanuf might've went out just to see what his attitude was like and see if he had mm. the, piss poor attitude like Kovalchuk, but uh, he didn't. He uh, comes back in the lineup and plays hard. Right. Now they've got one game left on this road trip against Vancouver coming up on Thursday, and then they're back home for a couple of games against Chicago and Calgary. What do you expect to see? Well, I think Vancouver's a team that's still, I don't know if they're mathematically eliminated or not. I think they're still in it last time I read, but, you know, anytime you go into Vancouver, it's going to be a tough, tough team. Uh, Chicago's still hanging around a little bit, so that's going to be a tough game. And then Calgary, obviously, they're going to come with a sour taste in their mouth, and the Kachuk-Dowdy uh, yeah. thing will probably uh, stir up again. So they got some uh, three interesting games coming up. But, again, they're playing well right now, and uh, three, out of the yeah. last, three out of the last four games, they've, they've won the games. So, again, it's a team right now that's got a little bit of confidence. Hopefully they can keep that confidence up and sweep these next three because, uh, like I said, it's a long summer, and you want to make sure you go out uh, uh, with a good taste in your mouth. And uh, right now, that's a uh, direction they're pointing in. Perfect. Well, let's just hope uh, they can pull some wins off and uh, be entertaining for the fans. Yeah, we'll be. Tell them to get uh, Burgundy back in the coach or, and uh, not the coach in the uh, broadcast booth. Maybe they uh, can ride him a little bit like the Philadelphia Flyers did with Kate Smith. I thought would be an awesome idea. Actually, I think they should put him on the bench. That actually yeah. might be more entertaining to have yeah. him interact with the players. Yeah, get rid of McGuire and bring him in for sure. I agree with that. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kevin. Well, you stay classy, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. I like that one. And if there's anything you'd like to talk to us about, hit us up at Shannon Believes on Instagram or Twitter. Now, we're thinking about inviting some guests to the show, so I'm going to leave something with you. Who would you like to hear from on the LA Kings podcast? Think about it, mull it over, then let us know. Until next time, thanks for listening. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.